I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Cringe Binge Podcast, where I'll be reading from my 1990s super cringy teenage diary. Here we go. So in 1996, I've written this entry in my diary about the latest guy I'd snogged and who I was absolutely bet into. Name, Peter Reardon, school. He left St. Michael's last year. Now he's in college studying PE. Hair, brown. Eyes, brown. Place, deep nightclub. Looks, 9 out of 10. Snogability, 9 out of 10. Dress sense, 11 out of 10. He was wearing navy polo Ralph Lauren shirt with navy and white checkered trousers and black shiny shoes. Aftershave, Obsession for Men by Calvin Klein. I was wearing my purple dress with my black furry jacket. What an absolute babe. He's going on a scholarship to America to play football in October. I am so going with him. He doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. He said he saw me at Jester's nightclub at Caroline's sister's wedding party. We were all up dancing to Michael Jackson's Beat It and he used that as his chat up line to approach me and say that he recognised me. Next thing I know, we're snogging. We exchanged numbers and he rang the next day. We went on a date to Funderland and Peter won me a giant teddy. Oh, what a babe. He rang the next day and said he'd call over. I turned the spare bedroom into a den so he'd have somewhere cool to hang out. He arrived at 2pm and we listened to CDs and chatted. Then we went to the cinema but it was booked out so we went bowling instead. I won 85 to 71. Peter was raging. Ha! Girl power! I made the terrible mistake of touching his hair while we were snogging and was left with a hand full of hair gel. I didn't know what to do, so I gently and casually rubbed it on the back of his shirt. Dad picked us up and dropped him home. Oh, the butterflies in my tummy are up to 90. I think I'm in love. Two days later, he came up to the house this evening and modelled for my portfolio because I have to include photos in my portfolio to show off my photography skills. I bought a special roll of sepia film so it tints the photos and makes them look vintage. I got Peter to pose like a male model. He was, of course, a natural and he could 100% go pro. And then I can say that I'm married to a professional male model. Amazing! Anyway, I got him to pose on the sofa and in loads of different positions. 
I'm getting the bus to Stilorgan first thing tomorrow morning to put that roll of film in for developing so I can drool all over the pictures of my soon-to-be husband. He is such a babe. Update. Right, well, where do I start, diary? I rang him and told him I had the day off on Wednesday and I needed something to do. Hint, hint, let's meet up. He didn't get the hint and he said he'd be going to the gym. I wonder is there a course you can do to learn how to understand and speak to men? Sometimes I think they speak an entirely different language and I am most certainly not fluent as they don't seem to understand me. Instead of going to Irish college, I think all girls should be sent to Guy College to get a master's degree in men and the government should pay for it. We should all be taught how to understand their crazy brains and interpret what they're trying to say because, let's be honest, it really is another language, isn't it? Oh, that summer at Guy College would be a million percent more beneficial to our future lives rather than learning about the stupid Mo Canelic and all that Gaelga shite. Hmm, I shall just have to become the President of Ireland and bring it in as a mandatory law for all teenage women. Anyway, Peter is extremely laid back about life. He rang on Tuesday. We went to see Seven in the New Virgin Cinemas in town. No snog. He spent the majority of the time drinking his Coke. I really don't know what he thinks of me. We got the bus home together as he was working the night shift at Dunn's. He's supposed to ring tonight, so I'm super glued to the phone. I don't know whether to confront him and ask him if anything's going to happen between us or not. Are we seeing each other or going out or what's the story? I mean, practically everything we've ever done has been at my suggestion. We've only had four snogs so far. He wasn't very affectionate at all the last two times I've seen him. <sighs> I'm not making any more suggestions or moves. It's up to him now. If he wants me, he can come and get me. Update two weeks later. He didn't ring. Oh well, it's his loss. He won't get to see the photos I took of him. Ha! Next, Rory O'Connell. Hair, brown. Eyes, blue. School, Oatlands. Looks, 6 out of 10. Snogability, 7 out of 10. He was wearing black Adidas stripy sleeves top and jeans. I was wearing black and white zip-up dress from Julian in Stevens Green. So he asked me to go out with him after knowing him for just 10 minutes. He rang and left four messages on the answering machine. Oh, I'm so not into him at all. He is so desperate. Nil interest. Footnote for the podcast. Well, I think reading back on that bit of the diary, there is fundamental proof that I only liked the bad boys who had no interest in me. And then when someone did show an interest but came on too strong, I was like, burn, smell you later. It all still remains a mystery to me. And I do think that that guy college to get a master's in understanding men is a genius idea. I will put it to Miggledy next time I'm in the Oris. One thing I did do that was pretty stupid was to lose my virginity when I was 16. I did it purely because I thought my peers would think that I was a total legend. But the reaction was, in fact, the opposite. I wrote to one of my best friends, Fiona, who was spending the summer in France, and I told her all about how I had done it. I thought I was the business. Fiona wrote back and told me, Jules, I am completely gobsmacked by your news. I can't believe that my friend, who I have known since she was five years old, is now, how should I put it, not a little girl anymore. I'm in shock. But I have to say, Jules, we are going to have some serious words when I get home. 
I know we all talk about sex all the time, but wasn't it like an unspoken rule that we all knew it was such a serious thing that we weren't ever actually going to do it until we were adults? I mean, you could get pregnant and have to leave school. And what would we all do then? Well, you've done it now, so there's no taking it back, unfortunately. Hang on, an unspoken rule. I wasn't aware of this. I thought it was a goal we all had. What a plonker. When I didn't get the reaction from my close friends that I expected, I was fearful that news was going to get around about it and I would be considered to be a slut. So I told all the girls that it was a huge mistake and they all promised to keep their lips zipped and I swore I'd keep my knickers zipped in future and we would say no more about it. So I decided to pretend it never happened and convinced myself that like a cherry tree reblooms every season, I was a born-again virgin. That was until Mum found out about it. I left the letter that Fiona had written to me telling me of her perturbedness at my virginal loss out on my desk in plain sight and Mum saw it. Thankfully, she had a compassionate chat with me about it and I broke down crying. Mum is always great in these situations. Some parents would shout and scream at you, but Mum helped me through it with love and empathy. This was a landmark shift in my life. Lessons were learned and thankfully a new peak of maturity was reached because of it. August 1995, age 16. This is written in my baby book. It's an interview where mum has interviewed me. Hi Jules. Hi. How's it going? Fine. I'm tired. Do you like going back to school? Yeah, because I want to see everybody, but not all the sitting in class aspect of things. Why did you take down your Manchester United posters? Hmm, well, because it's the new me. Just the new me. I've turned over a new leaf, a new branch, a new tree. What sort of a tree would that be? Hmm, an oak tree, because it grows old and mature. I don't know. It's the new intellectual, mature, sophisticated me. I was a little acorn and now I'm going to be an oak tree. What about boys? What about them? They're thick. A waste of time. And what about Barry? Oh, God. He'll grow up someday, I suppose. Do you like yourself? I don't know. I like the new me. Not doing everything to impress others, you know. So, Jules, what are your plans for the year? Um, studying school. There's not going to be much more to my life, is there? What do you think of Mike and I? Well, what do you mean, like, on what front? I like you. Oh, I have to go and get dressed. And we love you too, Jules. So as part of the new mature me, who was taking responsibility for her life, I got a job in McDonald's so I could earn money to buy clothes and my weekly Smash Hits magazine instead of having to beg mum all the time for things. I thought it would be great. Free Mackey D's for lunch every day. But it wasn't until I got behind the counter and started prepping the food that I was completely turned off by it. My job was to dress the burgers. I was lightning fast at it. And in addition to squirting ketchup on patties every morning, I would wheel out the vat of white lard and scoop it into the fryers to make the chips. Oh, it was disgusting when you saw it in solid form. For the first few days, I had my favourite quarter pounder and chips on my break. And then I quickly switched to going to the local shop for a sandwich. Thank God I did this. 
as I could have ended up piling on the pounds if I'd been eating that grease-laden grub every day. At this point in my life, I was still slim. I ate pretty much whatever I wanted and my size was just normal. I got lots of exercise in school between PE and playing basketball, hockey and tennis four days a week. I was elected sports secretary as I was so involved in all things sporty. So at least I was burning off serious calories to counteract my sweet and savoury tooth. We didn't have a tuck shop or vending machines in school and the local shop was a 15 minute walk away. So when it came to forming our mini company for a transition year assignment, I was tasked with the position of production manager and I knew exactly what we'd be selling. Jam donuts. My favourite. We bought them in bulk from the local bakery and whacked on a 200% profit margin and sold them in the canteen at lunchtime. We were creaming it in with our jammy enterprise and I was scoffing them like an unchaperoned child at a birthday party. Our favourite challenge, and it was merely an excuse to eat a multitude, was to try and eat a donut without licking your lips. Ah, 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 I saw that, you defo licked them. Oh, okay, okay, hang on, let me finish this one and then we start again. Okay, I'll do it this time. Oh, they were great days back then when I could eat what I wanted with no chubby consequences. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. My mad, crazy, snogging nights out had calmed down a bit at this stage. I still desperately wanted a boyfriend. And I finally got one when I bumped into the newly transformed Gordon, Daniel, my first kiss, his best friend. Gone was his Wayne's World hair. He had cut it short and shaved down his beard into a goatee. How had I never noticed his good looks before this? He now looked super hot. He'd cracked out of his shy shell and was now much more confident and talkative. All the girls were after him and I was elbowing them all out of the way shouting, I've known him for years. Get out of the way, girls. He's mine. I've always had a secret crush on him. Even when he looked like Wayne from Wayne's World, he is mine. Oh, I was going to get him all for myself. So I concocted a plan to lure him into my arms. The plan was simple. I was going to flirt with Gordon slowly but surely. And I would grow on him like a colony of E. coli and him a room temperature raw chicken. And thus flirting began. 
written in my diary. Oh, I'm so in love. Finally, after two years, I get him. I confessed all and told him I fancy him. I just blurted it out and asked him if he liked me back. He couldn't even make eye contact with me, so I was dreading him saying, Uh, just as a friend. Until he looked up from the floor and looked at me with those big brown eyes that are like two delicious Maltesers with big black dots in the centre and said, I've always fancied you, Jules. I nearly died. Terry Granger cried when he saw us together. A footnote for the podcast. Terry was a Klingon friend of Gordon's. He was an absolute creep with an afro of red curly hair and a glass eye. And he was such a creep, he sent me his pubes in the post. Yes, his pubes. But I will tell you more about that later. Gordon and I just get along so well. Oh, I love him more than ever. He's so shy, I had to make all the moves. Claire is really upset about me getting him because she really fancies him and she's been writing Claire Loves Gordon all over her school books just because she had one conversation with him. I felt really guilty that she's so devastated, but I just couldn't help myself. There has been major physical attraction between me and Gordon for the past few weeks. Claire can be my bridesmaid, I suppose. Maybe that'll ease her pain. Oh, I'm so in love. Our song we snogged to is Robert Miles' Children, which would be an amazing song to walk up the aisle to. Oh, I'm on cloud nine. His bod turns me on. He's such a good kisser. Really genteel. His goatee is really soft and his skin is like a baby's bum. He's such a petal. I really hope something happens out of this. To be continued. I hope. Two days later. I was with him again at Deep Night Club. We were both a bit on the floor because of nerves and embarrassment. I asked him to dance and he said yes, obviously. And we had a snog. He's such a babe. I am obsessed. I'm so not ringing him though. I have to play it cool and let him wonder how I feel about him. I'll write him a chatty letter and add in a bit about how I fancy him and ask if there's going to be a story between us. He was wearing a tight white t-shirt last night and he was dropping shapes all over the shop. What a bod. Those weights he's been lifting have really paid off. I can't stop thinking about him. I haven't told mum about him because I don't think she likes him. But he's a real Mr Darcy. He's really shy and comes across as arrogant. But deep down, when you get to know him, he's really nice. Mum referred to him as the thing from the swamp when she saw a photo of him back when he had long hair. (laughs) Little does she know, he's her future son-in-law. If any more does happen with Gordon, I'll tell mum, rather than have someone gossiping it back to her. She'll just have to understand how much he's changed in the past year. He really has come out of his shell. Her personalities are so suited and we just get along so well. I told mum I wasn't with anyone last night, but I think she's a bit sus because I've been going around in a daze for the past 24 hours. It's really weird because I know him so well already. I don't feel really obsessive or that I have to know everything about him like with other guys. I just feel really satisfied and content, but I'm still hungry for more. Two days later, update. I can't stop thinking about him. I wrote him a letter and posted it today. It was basically chit-chat and then I poured my heart out to him. I really sounded like Oprah Winfrey. I told him I don't want a big relationship and if anything was going to happen, I wanted to start slowly. Just a fling. 
I'm really not on for a major girlfriend and boyfriend, ring each other every day, see each other all the time, big heavy relationship. I mean, that may as well be marriage. But I do want something to come of this. I'm so not becoming desperate or worked up. We have all the time in the world. Oh, I hope he rings me tomorrow. It's the 29th of February, so I can ask him out. It's the 90s, so I'd have no problem with that. Oh, I hope I'll have more to add to this soon. I rang him on Friday night. He got the letter. I was so embarrassed. Chatted for an hour and a half. And then I said mum and dad would be back soon, so I had to go. So he just goes, uh, just before you go, uh, will you go out with me? I had a nervous breakdown on the spot and said, yes, of course. Oh, I was on the moon. He tried to ring me the next Friday night, but there was something wrong with the phone. Met him in the Bull and Bear pub last night. We got on really well, chatting away. He pointed me out to about 90 people and the Canadian school's rugby team. All the fourth years are mad jealous of me. They're always dripping out of Gordon. Ha, he's mine. He went on to Deep Nightclub with all the rugby guys and we had a snog in the car park. Oh, I hope he rings me during the week. A week later. We went to the Bull and Bear as per usual. Gordon was locked. I tried to convince him to come to Belvo, but he was insisting on going back to Terry's house to watch the Mike Tyson versus Frank Bruno boxing match. Gordon told me that he's got the same body measurements as Tyson. He spent £10 on a Sky Sports decoder card, so I had to let him go. Had a snog and the whole of fourth year was green. I don't like some of Gordon's friends, namely Andrew, Gary and Paul. They're such spas. The Senior Cup final is on today. I hope Gordon will be there. He is such a babe. Paddy's Day. We went to the Bull and Bear because there was a big bash on. Nicole arrived and told us she got us tickets to the Black Rock Senior Cup team victory party. We went down to Gleason's Pub in Black Rock. It was wall to wall babes. Myself and the girls were hysterical but trying to act cool. They filled the Winner's Cup trophy with beer and passed it around over everybody's head. And as my luck would have it, it spilt all over my head. I was drenched in beer and my mascara was all over the shop. There was a big cheer with everyone laughing as they saw it happening and I was frozen in shock. Thank God for Nicole being the amazing friend that she is. She took off her coat and threw it over my head, grabbed me like it was some sort of IRA kidnapping and smuggled me out, barging through the crowd and into the bathroom to assess the damage. My makeup looked like Alice Cooper and I smelled like a brewery. Thank God for the girls. They put me under the hand dryer and fixed me back up. We went back up to the Bull and Bear. Gordon was there, thank God. We spent the night wrapped around each other. Shane said Gordon really fancies me and talks about me all the time. Walked up to McDonald's with Gordon. I think I'm really teaching him because he held my hand and put his arms around me. We had a snog outside McDonald's and I told him to give me a ring during the week. He says he will, but it depends on how much weights he's doing. Things are going really well. I'm just so happy. I keep dreaming about our wedding day. Sometimes I think I want an ivory dress and then sometimes I imagine myself floating up the aisle in a gigantic red wedding dress. And if I get a boob job and have my knockers pushed up like half moons up to my collarbone, then Gordon would 100% start crying as soon as he turns around and sees me enter the church and walk towards him. I'm definitely wearing Converse so I can rave all night and I'm flying in Bobby Brown to do my makeup. 
I'll get Gordon in a Hugo Boss tux and all my bridesmaids in a Cadbury's Dairy Milk purple so they'll match my red dress like the colours of royalty. I also want an American gospel choir there and we're totally going to the afters on the back of a Harley Davidson. I'll have to get special alterations on my dress so we can transform into a miniskirt for that and then I can magic it back into a ball gown again when I get to the reception. I want a DJ from Ibiza to do the music and the food has to be all the things that Gordon and I love. And I want a honeymoon suite with a jacuzzi and servants who can bring me pizza and ice cream for days afterwards because my feet will be so sore from dancing that I won't be able to leave our four-poster bed for weeks afterwards. Oh, I love Gordon so much. I can't wait to be his wife. I have truly landed on my feet. He is the one. One week later, went to the Bull and Bear last night. I was in the bathroom with Michelle and she told me that she has a major crush on Gordon. I was well impressed. Not. She turned it into a joke, but she was trying to pull me away from him all night. She is such a bitch. Get over yourself, you skanky cow. He is mine. Gordon wouldn't go near you at the state of your face. Today, I was out in Michelle's house. Gordon called in and I was sitting on his knee while we were all watching telly. I was in my element. He said he was tired and he had to go. I saw him out to the front door. He went out and Michelle stuck her arm out in front of me and said, Bye Gordon, and closed the door in his face. I was gobsmacked. I turned to her and said, What'd you do that for? I wanted to give him a goodbye kiss. She shrugged and laughed. She's so evil. Then she said, You know, if you weren't out last night, I totally would have hopped on Gordon. I said, What? And she laughed and said, "Ah, Only joking. I'm so annoyed at her. I can handle all this stupid fourth years drooling over him. But Michelle's telling me to my face that she fancies him. I know he doesn't see anything in her. The night they snogged, they were both totally locked and he was in total denial that anything happened. But she seems to think that he fancies her. Mum thinks I should say something to her. I think I will. He's mine and nobody's having him. He doesn't want to be shared. P.S. Diary. I gave Gordon the membership card I made him for the cool gang. He loved it. Oh, a membership card to the cool gang. What was that, Jules? I really, I don't know. I cannot explain that at all. Cringe. Well, join me on next week's episode where things go from bad to worse with Gordon and the drama continues in the soap opera that was my teenage life back in the 90s. If you're not already, please follow me on Instagram. My handle is at Jules Call Picks, where I post loads of pictures from childhood things from 80s, 90s, toys, fashion, pop culture, all that sort of jazz. And also keep you posted on all the latest things and when the episodes are released here on the Cringe Binge podcast. If you're on iTunes, please subscribe. Or if you listen on Spotify, please follow. Thanks, Mill, for supporting this podcast and telling your friends about it and listening every week. I really appreciate the support. I'm Jules Call, host of the Cringe Binge podcast, My 90s Teenage Diary, brought to you by Acast, home of the world's best podcasts.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.